Welcome to the Elite Business Academy podcast, the favorite show for business owners and entrepreneurs to get their weekly fix of motivation and knowledge. Discover powerful strategies on how to build a successful business and techniques to create a positive life. And now, here's your host, motivational speaker, business coach, and founder of the EBA, Craig Wilkinson. It's a fact that we are now living and will be doing business in an ever-changing world. I mean, come on, who would have thought that a virus and a lockdown could have brought down the world business economy to its knees? And I believe right now that the biggest negative potential impact on our businesses is still yet to come. I believe that it's going to be another nine to 12 months further down the line before we actually see the impact that it's going to have on our businesses. Now, let's just have a little bit of a reality check, shall we? In the fact that I have spoken to dozens and dozens of EBA members, I'm part of forums and communities of business leaders. And what we are all seeing are business owners burying their heads in the sand, keeping the fingers crossed and hoping that what they are, the little bits and bats that they are doing in the business are going to pay off further down the line. Well, listen, if that's you, if you're burying the head in the sand, if you're keeping your fingers crossed, and if you're not standing up as a business leader, and taking ownership, accountability, and responsibility, then I believe that this is all gonna catch up with you further down the line. And the one thing that all of business leaders are seeing, and the one thing that everybody's got in common, is this. Everybody is just simply adapting. Of course, we've got to adapt to this climate and to things that are put in front of us that are out of our control, but just adapting is gonna be nowhere near enough. And for me, this is a big concern. It worries me, and I believe it's fearful for you as a business if you are not gonna take massive, massive action right now to implement just three of the many strategies that we can do in our businesses right now to safeguard our business and our personal assets moving forward. Now, I use the word leader because we are all leaders in our own right. Some of you are leading your family. Other people are leading their business and their teams. Other people are leading business communities, whether it be on Facebook, maybe even a church community. But at the end of the day, behind all the scenes, we are all leaders in our right. And one of the things that I want to share with you are what I believe first and foremost you have to be doing right now as a leader in your business and in your life. And if we're not going to take on board what I'm going to share with you now, we're not going to make the right decisions that are going to help our business moving forward. So I just want you to take stock these examples that I'm going to bring up that that I actually have used already in my business. And I just want you to make some notes and then I'm going to ask you the question at the end of them. 
We need to quickly identify our business weaknesses and threats. Right now, you will know that your business has been put under threat or it's weak in specific areas. What we should have already done is put a plan A and B together on how we're going to plug the gaps of these weaknesses and these strengths in our businesses. If you've not sat down and done a SWOT analysis on your business two months ago, you need to get one done quick. They look straight away for new opportunities. Listen, when this lockdown happened, within the first week, I'd come up with 32 new opportunities born out of my SWOT analysis. So looking at the weaknesses and the threats in my business, I thought, hang on a minute, I, this has left me vulnerable. I need to straight away look at new opportunities that are going to plug these gaps temporary but also plug these gaps long-term and make sure that my business is never left in a vulnerable position. And as part of that, we have to instantly create an opportunity plan. This is where you are going to take your opportunities and not just have them floating around in your head, but you're going to write them down and you're going to explore these opportunities. You're going to look at market research. You're going to look at competitive research. You're going to put all your numbers, all your figures together. You're going to come up with a plan, an opportunity plan. I have got five opportunity plans already written out. Great business leaders are decision makers, not procrastinators. In other words, we make decisions quick. And yes, I accept that some decisions that I make aren't always right. But what I do is I take the learnings out of those decisions and I move forward with them. If you're sat on the fence now, still procrastinating about decisions that you should have already made in your business, then you need to get off that fence and you need to make those decisions right now. Great business leaders take massive action straight away. Once they have made their decisions, we must take action. And there's no point in doing things half-hearted. We've got to submerge ourselves in these new opportunity plans, and we've got to exploit them, and we've got to get a move on, and we've got to bring them to the forefront of our business. Because we can't just rely on the way in which we've do, been doing business or the products and services that we've currently been offering for God knows how long. We can't do that any longer. If you're going to sit on the fence and do, do nothing, then I guarantee in nine to 12 months, it's going to all catch up with you. So the first thing I just want you to do is please just get a notepad and pen out. And what do you need to do? Write down what changes you need to make to yourself so that you can implement these changes and these opportunities straight away. So let's just have a look at us as leaders to start off with. Now, the first one of the three areas I'm going to ask you to get focused on is finance. And I know that you're going to go, oh, listen, Craig, I understand that. I have to sort my finances out when money's not coming in, when we've got cash flow problems. I understand that. But I want to challenge you on how much you actually know about your current financial situation in your business. And what we have to understand is 
you are responsible as a business owner for your own cash situation. It's your business. You've got to deal with it. And I know for a fact that many businesses within the space of a month are now really struggling or on breadline almost because they cannot survive a month or two months without any business coming in. Now, if that is you, you've got to ask yourself this question. Have you just got a job that is paying you a weekly or monthly salary and you are living month to month? Or have you created yourself a business that is going to generate you an income even when these situations happen? But you as a leader have got to take responsibility for your financial situation. So why is it taken such drastic things to happen for us to actually stand up and take a look at our financial situation? And for some of us, the vulnerable situation that we found ourselves in. As a business owner, it shouldn't take this for you to get on top side of your figures. So what have you learned that will protect yourself and your business for the future? Because out of every negative situation, as we already know, they are learnings that we can take out. And I know for a lot of people that have never been through recessions or been through big major changes that are out of your control before, you will be taking massive learnings out of this. And we have to, we have to, we, we have to learn by our mistakes and put things right. So the first thing I want to share with you are some short-term financial wins that you should have already put in place into your business. And I would hope that all our members that are watching this right now will have ticked all the boxes of these. But these are just the things I'm talking about when people are adapting we're going to adapt by putting these measures in place. But what are your future plans to future-proof your financial future? So let's just have a look at some short-term wins that we should have already implemented. We need to have already cut down on the unnecessary spending and reduce our overheads. Now, I use the word unnecessary spending because there are still certain things that you will need in your business to make sure that you are learning new knowledge, to make sure the business is running correctly, and also not to burn bridges and break down relationships with people by you reducing costs or not paying people. But there will have been costs, I'm sure, that you could have cut back on already in your business. We must be taking advantage of the HMRC tax breaks that allow us to have a little holiday on our taxes just to make sure that we can take stock of where we are and use this as a little buffer, if you like, moving forward. But what we have to remember is, even when we're taking these little tax breaks, the money has still got to be paid to the HMRC. Remember, you are just a collector of taxes for the HMRC and you've still got to pay the money back moving forward. 
have we exploited and looked at all the government bank, uh, government and bank grants and loans and funding that are, that are out there right now, such as the bounce back loans, such as the C-bills, okay? Now, you might be sat there as a business in a fortunate position and you might think, well, actually, Craig, I don't necessarily need that. No, you might not need it now, but the biggest negative impact is not going to kick in for nine to 12 months. So would it not make sense while interest rates are so low to get the grants and the fundings, particularly the ones that aren't wanting you to become a personal guarantor for the actual loan, get the money now, perhaps bank it, and then if you don't need it, we can send it back within 12 months, no interest incurred. But if we're gonna be sat there thinking, mm, do I need it, do I not need it? No, I don't quite need it yet. Well, that's not gonna help you moving forward. Have we looked at furloughing our staff? I know many of you have furloughed your staff, but this is another way in which we can start to get these quick financial wins by the government paying us up to 80% of their wages or their salary uh, moving forward. Now, I personally, I've done this different. I haven't furloughed my staff because I know that now is the time to act. And while everybody else is furloughing the staff, I've made it my mission to keep all my staff going because this is the time that I need to up my game, put the plans in place, invest into the marketing. And I can't do that if I'm doing it myself. So I'm doing the opposite. I'm keeping my staff going, but we're putting all our opportunity plans in place now, ready for when we start to come out of this. Now, I'm not saying that's right and wrong. All I'm saying is, as a quick win, if we need to, we can look at reducing our wage bill, if you like, by furloughing our staff. Have we looked at transferring our credit card debts over to a 0% interest-free bank or provider? Because the interest that you'll be paying on your debit and visa cards will be huge. There are lots of providers out there right now that are offering 0% interest for two years. So can we not transfer the balance over to save us a lot of interest payments moving forward? Now, I know that they are just things that people are doing right now to adapt. Everybody's doing that. What I want to challenge you on is what are you doing for the fundamentals of your financial future moving forward? What are you going to do to safeguard that you never end up in the same position as you are again? So these are the future things that I need you to start to focus on moving forward. Number one, every single business, and I'm not bothered where you are a one-person band or a company turning over 10 million with 10, 15 members of staff, Every single business has to have a cash flow forecast. And for the people that are just sitting tight, winging it at the seat of their pants, they're more full you. Because without a cash flow forecast, we cannot predict what's going to happen moving forward. Now, I understand we haven't got a crystal ball and we can't see what's going to happen. But if we worked on a worst case scenario on the sales that are coming in, and the outgoings and the expenditure going out, we should be able to calculate 
when or if there are going to be any shortfalls in our business. Number two, profit and loss accounts. As a business owner, you must be able to read and understand your profit and loss accounts because born out of these figures is a telltale sign and a true reflection of how your business is currently performing on a financial view. Now, profit and losses, yes, we get one at the end of every year, but are we doing it every quarter? Have we got a profit and loss account that we are looking at every single month? If not, you're leaving yourself vulnerable and wide open. Third point, balance sheets. Do we understand the negative impact that this is all having on our balance sheet? In other words, the worth and the value of our business at the end of each financial year. Because if you are thinking of selling your business, if you are thinking of raising capital and finance on your business to make you expand moving forward, the lenders or the providers are going to look at your balance sheet. And if your balance sheet is not strong and growing, then the investors or the lenders will not buy or invest into your business. We've got to understand how we can increase the value of our balance sheet. The other thing, step number four, is your break-even point. In other words, do you know how much it costs you every day, every week, and every month just to literally switch the lights on in your business, pay the overheads, and pay the wages? What is your break-even point? Because I'm seeing people slashing prices, reducing costs, and buying the business, which is okay. But if your profit margins are not equaling your break-even point in your business, you are liable to be putting your business in a vulnerable position. And if that continues without looking at a profit and loss each month and without having a cash flow, then the worst case scenario is your business is going to go bust or you're going to go bankrupt. And we do not want that to happen. So you've got to work out if you are going to reduce costs, drop prices and buy the business to keep you going, you need to understand what your break-even point is in your business. Also, I want you to take note of this. I always talk about and share, particularly in my inner circle, about having three different bank accounts. Now, yes, you can have more and go and check out a book called Profit First. It's a brilliant book. And in Profit First, it teaches you about why you need five accounts. But after 27 years of being in business, I've always worked on three bank accounts. What I've learned out of all this is I now need four. So number one, you need a current account. In other words, all the transactions that are coming into your business go into one account. Two, you then, if you are VAT registered, need a VAT account. In other words, all the VAT that you are taking on board that you've got to pay to HMRC further down the line, you take that out of the current account and you put it away into a VAT account and you separate your money. Account number three is your tax account. 
whether that's your personal tax, your CIS tax, or your corporation tax for limited companies. You need to take the tax money out of your business and put it into a separate account. And that way, you are dividing up all your money so you know where you are at any one time and you've got your tax set to one side so you don't get any unexpected huge tax bills, which I know many of us do, further down the line. But the fourth one I'm adding on to this, I'm now calling a rainy day account. Because if the shit ever hits the fan like it just has done, and we've then got to look at a rainy day account, we've got to make sure that we're putting a percentage and that's entirely up to you to one side in a rainy day account to make sure that we've got enough money set to one side if we ever, if we ever go through anything like this again. And trust me, the cycle of recessions is every seven to 10 years, we're going to hit another recession. So if you've got a rainy day account set to one side that's accumulating money, that is something that you can use as a buffer if you ever need to. Final one, protecting your assets. I am a firm believer of protecting your assets. In other words, I'm a firm believer of every business going limited. Now, I understand these tax implications and these different ways in which you've got to pay yourself, i.e. dividends, as opposed to being a sole trader. But I know for a fact now that there are so many sole traders out there that didn't understand all this financial language and are now in a really, really poor and vulnerable position, albeit it might not be any of their own doing. And I know that because they are not limited companies, they've left themselves exposed to having the bailiffs coming round and taking all the assets out of the house, taking the assets out of the business, and even taking your home, which then causes family issues, relationships issues, and even worse. So by not being limited and going into situations like this, You've just left yourself and your business and your livelihoods wide open. I would suggest that everybody has a conversation with their accountant to understand the positive implications of safeguarding your assets as a limited company. And if you are limited now, brilliant. But that is my opinion now. I understand that everybody's looking at their situations now and adapting, but what are you going to do moving forward to understand the language of business? Warren Buffett had a famous phrase, and that phrase went, how can you play the game of business when you can't even speak the language of finance? You have to understand your finances now more than ever before. Now, one of the tools that I'm going to suggest that you go away and look at, and well, not look at, I want you to get it, is a tool that I use in my business, and it's called floatapp.com. And what I use floatapp.com for is I use it for my cash flow forecasting to understand where I'm at from a balance sheet and a profit and loss point of view, and I do all my opportunity planning 
and all my financial planning and estimates on Float App. Now, the beauty about using Float App is if you are using accounting software such as uh, maybe Free Agent, QuickBooks, or Zero, which are some of the most popular ones. What it does, FlowTap pulls in all of your data, your customers, your figures from your existing software. And it will automatically calculate your cash flow forecast based on your last X amount of months or, or years worth of finances that are sat inside your existing uh, accountancy software. So it automatically creates your cash flow. Why wouldn't you use a tool like this to be able to plan out your financial forecasting moving forward? So please go and check away flowapp.com. So what I want you to do now is I want you to seriously consider what you need to do to become a master of your finances. And I want you to write this down. No more procrastinating. No more fear, no more I'm outside my comfort zone looking at figures and I don't get them. Listen, it's your livelihoods on the line. You have to understand the language of finance to run a business. So write down exactly what actions you're going to take. Perhaps it's a little bit of training that you need to do. Does your accountant offer financial training? Do your financial advisors offer a little bit of financial training? But you've got to get the knowledge. So... Step number one is finances. Step number two and area number two are your products and services. Now, this is vitally important for your business, not only now, but particularly moving forward. Again, we're not looking at adapting. We're looking at putting plans and measures in place and opportunity plans to get us the business and make us more profit moving forward. And for that, we've got to take a long, hard look at our products and services that we are selling. Now, have a look at this. Your business is just a vehicle that provides you with a financial reward each week or each month based on the products and services that your business sells. Let me rewind and say that again. In other words, you make your living, your standard of life, your livelihood comes out of the products or the service that you are selling. And I'm here to say that a lot of you will be providing products and services that are never going to get the lifestyle that you want moving forward because there is not enough profit in that product and service. There never has been. But because we're blinkered and we're caught on this hamster wheel, we don't look at our products and services. Because this is all our industry ever provides and sells means I've got to do it. No, 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 no. No, it doesn't. So your livelihood, your business is just the vehicle that provides you a financial reward that determines your lifestyle based on the products and services that you are offering and you are selling. So the first thing I want to challenge you on, and I've said this many, many, many times before in my EBA live events on stage, are you in the right vehicle? 
In other words, every day you get up, you go to your business. I want you to think of your business just being a vehicle that you step into. Now, this could be a construction vehicle that I used to be in. It could be the EBA vehicle now. You could be a web designer. You could be an accountant. You could be a lawyer. You could be a graphic designer. It doesn't matter. But you've chosen to be in that industry or that profession, and that vehicle is going to limit the amount of revenue or profit you can make, which then limits your standard of life. So my question to you is now, listen, if we're going to think about new businesses, new ventures, new models, new opportunities, new products, new services, now more than ever is the time to do it because we've got time to do it. People are expecting us to do it and change and morph. And we've got to do it now because the negative impact is not yet here. It's going to be here in nine to 12 months. We need to look at the vehicles that we are currently in. And opportunities are absolutely everywhere if we are looking for opportunities. Listen, if we're burying his head in the sand, if we are sat at home twiddling his thumbs, I mean, come on, I hear business owners saying, I'm bored. Bored? How on earth can I be a business owner, be bored, sat at home doing nothing? when there are 12 fundamental areas of their business that they can improve on, when there are opportunities out there that they should be looking at. And this is what I'm talking about, about being a leader. You've got to lead yourself. So look at opportunities that are out there right now. And we see it all the time. I mean, come on, how many years have I stood on stage and been banging on about you, Zoom, everybody. There's a tool that I use all the time called Zoom. You can have meetings, you can do screen records exactly like I'm doing now through Zoom. Let's get onto Zoom. Nobody bothered. But now, all of a sudden, an opportunity has arise where we've still got to have face-to-face -face meetings. We've still got to get networking in. All of a sudden, everybody's using Zoom. Why weren't we using it before? Because you'd never exploited and looked at opportunities. Everybody is now looking at taking businesses as online as they can. People are launching membership sites, courses, masterclasses, anything that they can do, changing the business model, everything they can do to earn a bit of extra cash. But these are not thought out opportunity plans. They're just reacting to the situation that they find themselves in and they are adapting. And again, that is not what leaders do. So here's what I want you to start to think about. I'm going to take you through two areas of product and service development that you have got to follow now, ready to reap the rewards further down the line. Now, I just spent literally this week nine full hours with our Inner Circle members, nine hours of coaching just on product and service development. So I want to share some of this with you because everybody, this is so important to everybody moving forward. So get your pens out, get your pads out, make some notes. The first thing I'm going to take you through is exploring new business ventures and models. Because for some of you now, I know as entrepreneurs, 
you'll have been thinking about different business models or setting up a completely new business that is a better way of you making money. Number two, how can we create a product or a service and package it up and brand it up that nobody else has got? Because the challenge for many businesses is, depending on the profession you are in, you will be providing the same product and service and calling it the same name as everybody else and all your competitors. We've got to start thinking different and we've got to come up with brand new products and brand new services that we package up that are unique to us and our business and make us stand out from all that noise that is out there. So let's dive in and have a look. Let's explore new business ventures and opportunities. So I've already alluded to that the business is just the vehicle. The question I want you to ask yourself right now is this. Will your business right now, as it is, provide you with the lifestyle that you and your family deserve? And yes, let's talk about the material things. Let's talk about the house, the car, the holidays, the watches, whatever it means to you. Is the business right now going to give you the time back that you want to spend rather than spending it in your business? Do you want to spend that quality time with your family? Do you want to take up that hobby that you once sacrificed in pursuit of your business? You know, what do you want your business vehicle to give you? Because if it's not going to give you the lifestyle that you've got now, we need to start thinking of changing the vehicle. So let me give you an example about me as a leader, how I change my vehicles and the reason why I do it. Number one, I started off my journey as a carpenter and joiner. You know the story, that's all I'd ever done up until I sold my business. Now, Carpenter and joiner, one-man band, jobbing around, doing his things 20-odd years ago. I knew back then that if I wanted to improve the quality of my lifestyle, that me being a jobbing joiner, subcontract joiner, was never going to hack it. So what did I do? I had the realisation that I had to go away and develop and morph and grow another business that was going to give me the money and the profit to be able to live out the lifestyle that I wanted for myself and my family. So what I did is I went away and I set up a loft conversion business because loft conversions made me the most amount of profit out of all the services that a joiner could offer. So I set up a loft conversion business. Now, I eventually got the business to a point where it became a saleable asset and I sold the business, as you all know. What I then did is I thought, right, what can I now do as an opportunity that could potentially generate more profit for me moving forward that will add to the lifestyle that we wanted? So I got out of the restyle vehicle and I got into a vehicle that many of our members know called the Trade Zone. And I got into this vehicle for four years and I grew this vehicle to the biggest construction organization, networking group, coaching group in the UK. 
But I realised that that had a flaw. I realised that doing a SWOT analysis, the threats and the weakness to that business model four years in wasn't going to give me what I actually wanted. So what did I do? I got out of the trades hub vehicle and I set up another vehicle. And that vehicle became the Elite Business Academy. Then what I've done is whilst I'm doing all this over the last 12 months, I've now also adopted another vehicle that I've set up. And I've also got the EBA vehicle, but I've now got the video and podcast creators vehicle. The point I'm making here is this. I am not scared as a leader of making decisions based on the threats and the weaknesses of my business. I don't procrastinate. I put a plan in place. I take massive action and I make things happen because I'm the only one that can do it for myself. So my question to you is this. Are you in the right vehicle now that's going to give you the lifestyle that you want for yourself and your family? If not, we've got to start looking at other opportunities. So I want you to make a list of all the new business ventures, models, ideas, opportunities like I did. 32 I came up with over two months ago. 32 opportunities. What about you? Are you just sat there twiddling your thumbs? Are you procrastinating? Or do you need to take massive action like I've done and create our new opportunities? I want you to base it on this. Number one, is it going to be a brand new business that you are going to set up from scratch and eventually you're going to let the business model go that you've got now and transition over into a new business and you end up with one business? Or are you going to start another business that potentially can accompany your existing business financial-wise where you are going to tap into both businesses to generate the profit that you need for the lifestyle that you want? Or are you going to, so the next thing I want you to do, sorry, once you've decided on what you want to do, you need to do, go and do all the market research like I've been doing over this last eight weeks. Look at all the competitors, look at their what their pricing things are, price things up, get a cash flow forecast together, look at different products and services that we're going to come on to and see which business model is going to give you the most amount of profit. Okay, so I'm not saying for one minute you've got to shut your business down far from it. I'm not saying that. All I'm doing is challenging and planting seeds with you to make sure that you're looking at opportunities and potentially exploiting these opportunities to give you a better financial freedom and forecast moving forward. Okay, so once we've looked at business opportunities and ventures, the next thing that I want to talk to you about and share with you is creating brand new products and services that you can sell to make more profit. Let me explain and give you some examples of what I'm talking about. One of the biggest questions that I get asked the most is, Craig, how did you do it? How did you go from being that one-man band joiner to creating a 
a construction company that you sold to creating the, the trades hub and then the EBA and now the video podcast creators. How did you do all that? And what the question that I give them to him is this. Listen, in 2012, right? In 2012, I spotted an opportunity. And what had happened in 2012 is that Restyle, my business, was doing incredibly well. Uh, I was looking at, uh, at the exit strategy and selling the business. And I did all that, but I spotted an opportunity. And that opportunity was the trades hub, but I didn't know it at the time. And this image I'm going to bring you up now is actually an image from the very first event that I held in 2012. So I'd sold the business. I got a little bit more time on my hands. I got a little bit more investment. But I'm thinking to myself, Craig, what is the quickest? easiest, most risk-free way, something that I teach all my inner circle members, the quickest, easiest, risk-free way of you being able to make money. The construction industry is a tough, hard-ass industry to make money in. There's no way I wanted to go back into it. But I saw an opportunity. And the opportunity was everybody asking me, have you done it? Have you done it? Show me, tell me, explain to me, how have you done it? So in 2012, I decided, do you know what I'm going to do? I've never done all, anything like this before, but I'm going to set up a little event and I'm going to invite 20 to 25 of the people that have been asking me how I've done it to this little event. And you know how the story goes. I hired out a working men's club, as you can see in that image, and I thought, right, I'm going to put a little event on. But when I put the event on, I didn't have the following in place. I had no business name. I didn't have a clue of what this thing were going to be. All I saw were an opportunity for me to share my knowledge to other people. And could this be turned into a business? Number two, no business brand or identity. I'd got absolutely nothing. All I got was the relationship that I got with the people that I invited to this working men's club. I didn't have a business model, and there wasn't a business model out there to replicate because nobody was doing what I was thinking about. Nobody had seen this opportunity before, so I couldn't even copy anybody else or look at how they were doing it. I had no experience in running or presenting at events. The first event I did, I was in pieces. I was sweating. My stomach was in knots. I was nervous. I'd never done anything like this before. I didn't even have a product or a service to sell. I didn't even know what it was. All I knew were that I had an idea and I'd seen an opportunity. Now, as we know, this opportunity gathered momentum and I branded it up, and it became the Trades Hub. And the service or product that I offered at that time to generate revenue was I turned it into a membership organization. And the Trades Hub as an organization grew to a point where I'm getting hundreds of trades and construction people now attending my events. 
I shifted and changed these networking events and I started to add coaching into them because I realized and saw an opportunity that although these people were winning business from each other, they still lacked the business knowledge on how to build and grow successful business. The point I'm making with this is it all started off with an opportunity and this opportunity I branded, I packaged up, I created something from scratch that was unique to me and my business that nobody else had. That, when you get something like that, that becomes attractive to people because nobody else can offer it. Subsequently, we then rebranded, as you know, we turned into the Elite Business Academy, and it was only this year that we rebranded and repackaged everything else up again. And we became we, we put on the EBA live events. Again, nobody got these. No, there's not anything I could replicate. This were just me, opportunities, seeing things, looking at the weaknesses, looking at the threats in my business, and putting a product or service in place that plugged those gaps. These events now, as you know, are attended by hundred and couple hundred members, 150 members religiously every single month. But then, boom, what happened? The same as what's happened in your business. Somebody moved the goalposts. The coronavirus came in, something out of our control. But look what we've done. We've looked at the opportunities that we've now got of being able to take the EBA completely online. And we're doing that now with our networking events, with our inner circle uh, marketing and mastery coaching programs, everything that we are now doing has now gone online, which is ceasing the opportunity. So going back to day one of the EBA, I didn't have anything to sell. I didn't have a product or service. I'm now back to where I, I was when I was in Trades Hub with nothing. So I had to create new products, new services from scratch, I had to give them an identity to make us completely different from everybody else trying to do or mimic what we were doing. So I came up with the elite circle level or package. I then came up with the masterclass one day events that we put on as a package. I then came up with the inner circle coaching program that nobody else had got. I then came up recently with the premier partner program. The point I'm making here is all these are new products or services that I've packaged up, branded up from scratch that nobody else has got. So that makes us attractable as a business because nobody else can offer what we've got. I then take this to other levels as examples, as a leader, as I'm showing you. As you know, I'm mad on videos, big on podcasts, big on digital marketing. And I was fed up to the back teeth of shooting videos on a pop-up green screen and temporary lighting in my office. And then having to strip it all down and then the week later having to put it all back up. So I'm like, hang on a minute, is there an opportunity here for me to be able to do something that not only solves my problem and pain point, that potentially could solve other business owners' problems and pain points moving forward when it comes to digital marketing. I've seen an opportunity. I didn't have anything, but I thought I'll have something. I'll package it up. I know what I can do. I know what I can offer. And then I take big decisions. 
I take massive action. I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to build myself my own media studio, not actually go and, and buy and get one, build one specific to what I wanted it to be. So I took massive action again. I then generated our own media studio where all our podcasts and videos and everything is currently shot in. It now helps other members to shoot their videos and to raise their brand authority and their brand awareness. I then created the Video and Podcast Creators Academy out of this, which is another, another business, another product, another service, another revenue stream coming into our business that's now helping hundreds of our members that are now getting involved and becoming part of our Video and Podcast Creators. Now think about it. This all came from an opportunity to plug a weakness that I got in my business that could help other people that could be then turned into a business. And this is what I do. And this is what you must start to do. So you've got to create new products and services that nobody else is offering, package them up, give it their own brand, give it their own identity that makes it unique to you and your business. And if you can start to do this now, as I've already started to do, then in nine, 12, two years time, you'll have more strings to your bow. And while everybody else has buried the head and your competitors are struggling, you haven't. You've been a leader. You've been an entrepreneur. You've been a forward thinker. You've taken massive action. You've not procrastinated. You've exploited your opportunity plans and you've got new products and services. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to write down what products and services could you create that becomes unique to you, whether this is your existing business or indeed whether this is a new business venture or model that you could actually move into. So cash and finance, absolutely massive to get nailed. Identifying new business models and products and services we've got to start doing now. The third area that I want to draw your attention to in all of this, something that I am consistently doing and you'll see me doing it, is marketing, particularly digital marketing. In other words, online marketing. And one of the big mistakes that people are making when it comes to their marketing is the cutting back. They're cutting back on their marketing spend. Perhaps you were doing Facebook, Google, LinkedIn ads, and now you've stopped doing the ads. Perhaps you were thinking of having a website built, but now you've put the brakes on the website. You can't afford to buy the camera or the equipment that you need to, to generate your videos. Big, big, big mistake. The number one thing that we cannot stop doing is marketing. We can't stop doing our marketing activity. The reason being is this. The market that you are in is already a crowded market. And before this virus and lockdown even kicked in, everybody was shouting the same crappy marketing messages to win the business, you included. What I need to say is this. We've got to do the opposite. We've got to ramp it up. We've got to increase the amount of content that we are putting out there onto 
onto our social media platforms, the videos that we're creating, the podcasts, the vlogs. We've got to increase it tenfold to get notice in what's going to be even more of a noisy environment when all this passes. So I want you to start to focus on two areas of marketing. And when I use the word invest, I'm not just talking about investing your time. I'm talking about investing a little bit of money. And the areas that I'm going to share with you right now aren't going to cost you thousands of pounds. It's going to take you a little bit of time and a little bit of investment into things like this, 50-pound microphones and a selfie light that's lighting me up. All these little investments now are going to pay massive dividends moving forward. One of the things and the reasons why I didn't furlough all my staff is because the week we went into lockdown, I went and invested into podcast mics, laptops, microphones, uh, cameras, uh, cam uh, webcams, everything that my team needed to be able to create content while we were in lockdown. And behind the scenes, what nobody can see is we are creating more content now than we have ever produced before. Because we understand that as soon as this feel-good factor comes back, as soon as people start getting back to their daily routines of business, whatever that's going to look like, the feel-good factor is going to come in and, and people are going to start to get more positive and a spike's going to start to happen. And when that spike happens, I am going to unleash all of the marketing content that five of us have been working full-time on for the last nine weeks behind the scenes. Have you been doing this yourself or with your teams? Or have you been twiddling your thumbs and using excuses on not to be able to produce content that's going to generate you more leads for some of your new products and services or new business ventures? So these are the two areas that you've got to start to invest into right now, more than ever before. The first one is social media. Whether you love it, whether you hate social media, every business owner has to use social media to generate leads. And we've generated millions and millions of pounds worth of business organically without spending a single penny on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Google Ads to grow our business. We understand and know how to use social media, and we have a strategy that we share with our Inner Circle members that generates more leads. The second area that we've got to start focusing on out of all the marketing activity we can do are these videos. Again, I know for some people, oh, videos, I don't like to sound the sound of my, my own voice. I look daft on camera. I don't want my family and friends having a pop and taking the mickey out of me. Listen, if you're going to use excuses like that to hamper the growth, and in some people's cases, survivals of their businesses, then more fool you. Because videos right now are the most powerful form of marketing known to mankind. So if there's two areas I want you to focus on, and these are the areas that we are focusing on out of all of them we could, is social media and videos. 
So let me give you some help and advice and some knowledge of what you need or how you need to be focusing the time that you've now got into these two areas. So let's look at social media. The first thing that we've got to get right on social media is what I call our shop front. In other words, our profiles, whether that's on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Facebook, you name it, TikTok, we've got to get the profiles right. Because the first thing that we need to understand now more than ever is when it comes to social media, your personal branding, in other words, you, are far more important to people than your company name or your logo. You are the one that's on social media that's building up the relationships with people. It's not your logo, it's you. When you write the blog article, it's Craig Wilkinson that's written the blog. When I'm on the Facebook Live, it's Craig Wilkinson that's on the Facebook Live. When I'm writing the ebooks, I am the author of the ebooks that I'm sharing on social media. When I'm writing the posts that go onto Facebook and LinkedIn, it's my personal picture profile that's showing up. It is not my company. It is not the EBA. It's not the EBA colors or the branding or the font. It is you. So we've got to make sure that we get our shop front. In other words, your profiles set up correctly. And I'm still staggered and horrified at the amount of people that are using social media, even on their personal Facebook pages, that they reckon they don't want to use for business, they don't want to mix business and pleasure. Well, listen, you've got to nowadays. Even their profiles are wrong. I look at people's profiles on LinkedIn, I go, in a cat in hell's chance I'd do business with you. You're putting me off straight away. You've turned me off because you can't even be bothered to complete your profile correctly. Listen, you won't send a website half done with only a few images on, no text, no videos, no, no other pages to click through to. So why do you position yourself on social media platforms in that way? And what we need to start to understand is the way in which social media platforms are going now, they are making their platforms more like uh, more like websites every single day of the week. And if you don't believe me, look what Facebook have just launched within the last 48 hours. Facebook have now launched their shop. In other words, it's an e-commerce website that you can buy products and services off. And to, last night, they launched their new rooms. In other words, videos like Zoom can now be done and chats through Facebook because they see the power of keeping people on their on their platforms and they are adapting them to be more like websites than ever before. So what I want you to consider is looking at your profiles across all your platforms first and foremost because your profiles now are looking more like websites. Let me give you this example. This is my personal Facebook profile. At the top, there is a professional image that demonstrates what I do and explains to you just in that image what I do for a living because I want to use my personal Facebook profile to win business from and so should you, right? 
So I've got an image at the top. It's not plastered with email addresses and websites and spammy mobile numbers and uh, it, all that type of thing. It's just me demonstrating what I do. I've then got a professional headshot how I want people to see me and think of me when they're looking. I'm not sat on my mate's Harley Davidson dressed as emu on his stag do, drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels like I've some, some business owner's profile pictures are. It's a professional headshot. In the bio just underneath my name, it tells people exactly straight away what I do. Founder of the Elite Business Academy, I'm a business coach, motivational speaker, podcaster, and blogger. I'm not putting, I'm a, I'm a dad of four, uh, a nice guy, uh, granddad to two amazing grandchildren. No, I'm telling people exactly what I do. Exactly like on a website. When you land on a website, usually at the top above the fold, there's a big graphic image demonstrating and showing people what you, you do. My profile picture in this instance is exactly the same as a logo in the top left-hand corner of your website. The description there, as you can see, is generally the brief description of what you would have on your website. Then underneath all that, I've got all my uh, links to uh, my uh, website. I've got links to the podcast. I've got links to my uh, YouTube channel, exactly like you'd have links to different pages on your website. I've still got the links. I've got my nine set featured images that I've set that I'm wanting people to look at and I'm wanting people to look at it and go, he's a business owner, he's serious, he's successful. Oh, I can see that he's a podcaster and a, a vlogger and he's into his videos, but I can also see that he's real and he's a family man at the same time. So I've got cleverly chosen images like a gallery that you would have on your website on my profiles. And these are consistent across Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Everything is consistent. The first thing you've got to do if you want to win business from social media is get your profiles up to speed and get them looking like a website. Because if somebody clicks on your profile and there's no links back to your website or you've got silly pictures of you on your mate stag do or whatever you're doing, then it's going to turn people straight off. So tip number one, let's get the shop front looking right. Number two, stop talking about the products and the services that you offer or sell. Leave that to your novice competitors. Nobody cares about what you are doing for a business or what you sell until the time that they need a problem solving. Let me explain. You're not selling a product or a service. You're selling a solution to somebody's pain point. The pain point of my target market is they're working long hours. They've got cash flow problems. They're spending money on marketing and not getting a return. They're banging red against a brick wall. They've got team and staff issues. I know what your problems and pain points are. So everything I talk about on social media, all the podcasts, all the videos that I create 
are all based around pain points. I don't talk about the products and services that we offer. You never, ever see me talking about who who wants to become a member of the inner circle, who wants this, who wants to buy this. I don't. I talk about the pain points that you, my target market, have got so I can build up rapport, so I can build up relationship, so I can build up that trust and confidence with you, knowing that I can solve that problem and pain point by then offering you a product or service. You've got to stop talking about the things that you do because nobody cares. You've got to start talking about the pain points and the how you solve their pain points with the products and services that you are selling. We've got to start liking, sharing, commenting, and engaging, not only on our own posts when people leave comments, but also on other people's posts. If you want to win business from someone, you're not just going to keep putting posts out there, sell, sell, sell my products and services, and expect people to buy them. It's just like face-to-face sales. You've got to build up rapport. You've got to build up a relationship. You've got to engage. You've got to speak to people online. Then you've got to take it offline and get people onto the phone so you can continue that relationship and that sales process. So let's start getting more involved, not just liking, not just commenting on your posts, but also get stuck into other people's posts and get your brand awareness out there so people check your profile out and then they click your link and then before they know it, you're back on your website. Consistency. You've got to be posting multiple times every single day. Social media is busy and there are lots of people shouting the same messages as you. If you want to get seen, if you want to get heard, you've got to be on social media every single day. Now, what you haven't got to do is go away and set up six different platforms just because your mate set up TikTok. Why do you need to go and dilute your time in setting up TikTok? What I would do is I would choose two social media platforms where your customers can be found in their highest concentration. So if that's Facebook and LinkedIn, brilliant. Focus all your time and energy on building up relationships on them two platforms. Don't then go and dilute your valuable time by then going and playing on Twitter and then on Instagram. And oh, TikTok's come out now. Let me go and set a TikTok account up. Because all that's going to happen is you're going to dilute your time and you're not going to get any results off any platforms. You've got to be consistent every single day. You've got to be sharing videos. You've got to be shooting and sharing videos on social media because I've already said videos are the most powerful form of marketing and using them on social media is absolutely powerful. So if we're not using social media and exploiting it, to generate leads and build brand awareness and to drive traffic from social media back to us websites. And we are not using video to share across social media to help with the content. Then what are we doing? You're miles and miles behind everybody else. And as we come out of this lockdown and as things in business start to change, you've got to change. You've got to adapt 
You've got to change your business model and how we're going to start to generate leads. And this is why the last two months, my team have been creating valuable content that's dealing with people's pain points, ready to unleash, have you? So look at this as an example. It's a Facebook Live video. So one, it's a video. It's on social media. The pain point I'm solving here is how to create a 12-month and 90-day business plan. And I know that business planning is a pain point of yours. I'm not talking about the inner circle here or anything like that. I'm just purely giving valuable knowledge away for free to solve people's pain points. And in actual fact, I pick up the workbook that I take people through on my business planning masterclass. I show every single page of that workbook. I explain everything in detail. I even, in the video, direct people to my podcast on business planning to get more information. Now, why am I doing all of this? I'm doing it because I know that people are going to tune in because my target market have got a pain point when it comes to business planning. I'm giving all the knowledge and value away for free to build up that rapport and that credibility with people. What I'm also doing is I'm launching business planning masterclasses online all the time, knowing for a fact that when people get stuck with business planning, who are they going to come and turn to? Not the sleazy salesman that's trying to sell business planning masterclasses. They're going to come to the guy that's give out all that value and knowledge for free, that's demonstrated exactly how to build, grow, and sell successful businesses. They will come to me. It ticks all the pain points. 11 shares, 1,700 views. I mean, where can you get views around your brand authority and around your knowledge like you can on social media? This is the power of what we do. So from a social media point of view, what do you need to do to improve on all your social medias, yeah, to help you generate more leads? Because if you're sat on your backside now and you are not learning about social media strategies, you are not creating valuable content that solves people's pain points and sharing that lot on a daily basis, you've gone. Because your competitors right now might be getting this knowledge from other people and they might be taking massive action on it and not procrastinating. So social media, we've got to get on with it. The second area of marketing is video. I, I know you know the power, but you clearly don't for some of you because you're not doing it. I don't see you doing videos. I see very little members actually coming out as a leader and leading by example and shooting videos. These are some of the benefits of you getting involved with video marketing. Videos are the single most shared piece of content on social media. So if we know this, why aren't we shooting videos? Why aren't we getting that content out there? We've got to be getting that content out there. I get tens of thousands tens and tens of thousands of views on my videos every single month, but that's because I'm creating them. It creates massive personal brand awareness. Again, when I'm shooting all these videos, it's Craig Wilkinson that you're building the rapport with. It's Craig Wilkinson that you're buying into. It doesn't matter what the business is called. It could be called anything. 
it's me that you're buying into. So it creates that personal brand awareness. It also positions you as the expert and gives you the authority. Because when you're talking like I'm talking now and you're listening to me, I'm building up that expert authority with you because I know what I'm talking about. And people are attracted to people that have got more knowledge than them. They want the knowledge. Knowledge is the new goal. So by shooting videos, you are going to demonstrate over and above your competitors that you are the authority because you're out there giving that valuable knowledge away for free when your competitors are just trying to sell the products and services. Videos build trust and they also build the following. And let's face it, before we can get to buy from someone or fill in that contact us form or download an ebook or pick up the phone or whatever call to action you are giving on your social media posts and in your videos, the first thing we've got to do is build up trust. Videos are a great way of being able to build up trust because they can get to see you, they can get to hear you, and they can get to feel your emotion and connect with you on an emotional level. There's nothing more powerful than looking now, directing to somebody's eyes and seeing that raw emotion coming out. That is what people are buying into, the emotional side of marketing. It also builds that following. We want people to start to follow us. We don't just want to set up a business where they buy one product off us and then they disappear. No, we want repeat business. We get repeat business by creating followers, fans, groups, organizations, clubs, whatever you want to call it. It starts to build a community of loyal members, loyal customers, and loyal clients. Videos boost conversions and sales. It is proven that videos have got a more powerful impact on boosting conversion rates and sales, right? If all of this I was saying right now on this video was put into just a Word document, I'm guessing nobody would read the, the full Word document because it'd be pages and pages and pages and pages long. But by doing a video that appeals to visual communicators, auditory communicators and kinesthetic communicators, it touches all the communication points when it comes to sales. Videos are loved by Google and SEO. We already know that Google own YouTube and YouTube is the second biggest search engine on the planet. So if you are creating videos and putting them into YouTube, absolutely brilliant, particularly if you've got that YouTube video embedded on your website, because that's going to help with your SEO ranking factor. It's not the be all and end all, and it's only a tick in one of hundreds of SEO ranking boxes, but Google loves videos. If you want your social media posts, if you want your videos, if you want your vlog to get found, you've got to be shooting videos. So here are my suggested five different types of video that you need to consider depending upon what industrial sector you belong to. But these are the top five types of videos that not only I shoot, but other video influencers are shooting themselves. Live videos. 
on platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter or Periscope, live videos. Doing Facebook Lives is a great way of being able to get your authority and your knowledge out there. Two, knowledge videos. Just like this video you are watching now, it's valuable knowledge that I am sharing to you. This could be knowledge that you could share shot straight into your camera roll on your phone and then uploaded onto social media or uploaded onto YouTube, or it could be a Facebook Live. But knowledge videos are what people are wanting to see and hear because you are solving a problem and a pain point with knowledge videos. Tutorial or how-to videos. You'll see lots of people shooting tutorial videos, perhaps on how to use software or how to use their website or demo videos, or even people doing how-to videos, how to fit a window, how to write your terms and conditions. Tutorial videos that can be shot on Zoom, as I'm using right now, or things like uh, or screen sharing software are powerful ways of being able to generate more leads. Interview videos. I'm always interviewing different people, whether that's uh, celebrities, sports personalities, or business leaders for EBA TV, or whether I interview members on our member success show. I'm always interviewing other people. Now, the benefit to you is this. Not only are you going to share that video that you're interviewing people on across all your platforms, but the person that you are interviewing is going to take that video and they're going to share it on social media. They might embed that video on the website. They might then put their, that video on YouTube. So you get the double amount of exposure from interviews. And if you are interviewing somebody that's got the same, that's after the same target market as you have, or they've got the same target market as what you're looking to tap into and the non-competing businesses, then brilliant. Because when they're sharing that video on their YouTube channel or their social media platforms, it's going out to your new target market that they have put you in front of. Next one, vlogs. They are brilliant shooting videos for a vlog that can either be added to your Facebook or Instagram stories section of the platform, or whether that's a vlog that you can do that sits on your YouTube channel, or whether that's a vlog that sits on your, on your uh, website. Vlogs are extremely powerful. People want to know what you are up to. People are nosy. People want to see what you're doing on a daily basis. So shooting a vlog and keeping people updated on what you're doing and what you're up to is a great way of generating more leads. And then what we're going to do is all of these video content that we are sharing, we're going to share on social media platforms, put it on YouTube, put it on your website for the world to see. So... What types of video are you going to shoot to help you to generate more leads from video marketing? I've given you five examples there, but what is it? What action are you going to take? 
We're not going to procrastinate any longer. If we've got to buy a mic, get on Amazon, buy a £50 mic. If we've got to buy a set of headphones, 50 quid, buy a set of headphones. If we've got to buy more professional uh, microphones or podcast gear, come on, let's do it because you're investing into the future and we've got to hit this curve and this spike when everybody starts to come out of this lockdown. So they are my three areas of business that I have been heavily focusing on myself over this last two or three months. I am not saying for one minute that that's the be-all and end-all, but in the situation that we find ourselves in and the way in which I've come out of all the recessions that we've been through as a business and come out stronger and the market leader and the go-to company to go to to solve that problem and pain point is because I've heavily focused on finance, products and services, and marketing. I haven't eased up. I've 10 times it to produce even more. So my question is to you now, you've heard this, what are you going to do and what are you going to take away from this video? Because as we know, and as everything I talk about, I am a leader and I will lead by example. I take massive action because massive action equals massive results. If you are just adapting and burying your head in your sand and wasting this valuable time that you could be investing into your business, then you must be absolutely crazy. We should not be wasting time when we are business owners on not improving our business moving forward. So I want you to take stock of what I've shared with you implement an opportunity plan and focus on these three areas of business first and foremost. Now, something else I want to share with you, and that is our mental health and well-being. I am well aware that the situation we all find ourselves in is a, a potential health problem, an issue to many of us. Yes, we might be adapting. We might feel as though we're dealing with the situation that we've got right now. But if we look at a worst-case scenario, the situation could get worse before it gets better. Now, I'm a firm believer in speaking to people. Picking up that phone and having a conversation with somebody that you can trust just to get things off your chest. If you are feeling anxious, if you're worried, if you're feeling threatened, if you can't sleep at night, if you've got money worries, even relationship challenges and problems that this might have put on us at home, I want you to reach out and speak. There are many friends that you will have made within the EBA and community. There are lots of people that will be there for you to, to, to pour your heart out to, or, or even just to get things off your chest. Pour your heart out if need be, but please do not feel like you're on your own. I'm here, my team's here. There are members that have come forward that have said that they can help us. There are members that deal with mental health issues as a business. I want you to promise, mate, that you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to speak to people and you're not going to carry this burden or this potential weight round with you for any longer. 
We're here as the EBA, as this belonging community to help and support each other, no matter what help and support we need. So please, please pick up the phone and don't feel like you're on your own. So thank you so much for listening to this session and watching me. I hope you've took some real value away from this session. And now I'm going to be looking at you. We'll be looking at your social media platforms. I'm going to be looking at the video content that you're putting out there. And I'm going to be looking at you as a leader that is now going to be stand up and be countered and lead by example. Thank you. Have you considered becoming an Elite Business Academy member? Listen, we've got, we've got business owners and members literally all over the globe that access our online membership site every single week because each week that website is being updated with fresh content, courses, videos, worksheets, plans, templates that you can download to improve and grow your business. And finally, if you've not already joined our Facebook group and community, I'd encourage you to get involved by heading over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Elite Business Academy. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode and I'll see you over on the next one.